All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Training Day podcast. I got my man, Tier Brown, who is absolutely slaying it, fresh off annual convention. And, Tier, you know, you had a very good weekend at convention. I feel like your exposure that you were looking for was more than I've seen in the past. And you said something to me with all the confidence in the world about where you want your numbers to be quickly. So, number one, I appreciate you jumping on with me. And secondly, how's it going, my man? Yeah, man, it's um, convention was great. I'm doing fine. Um, I really like that, you know, at a convention, I was able to kind of pour into people and, uh, you know, kind of spend some time with folks face to face. So it was real good. Um, but yeah, man, touching on touching on real quick, you know, the 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 thing that I mentioned to you in person was, uh, you know, yeah, I'm looking for massive explosion, and um, I got some pieces lined up, so uh, we're gonna get there. Dude, fresh out of convention, you guys have you know 60 plus families in the half week. You guys will be doing 150 families a week very very soon. What is your goal for that? Uh, look, realistically looking, probably like mid March. Um, I have some strong legs that are really getting going now that are helping like eight to nine families each a week. And they're just rinsing and repeating with their downlines or their direct people. Um, so we're, you know, constantly training, constantly motivating, constantly pushing along and, um, you know, projecting for their teams like 20 to 30 and then, you know, three or four legs doing the same. So we'll, we'll probably be about mid, mid March, maybe. <laughs> By the way, dude, you're getting so much traction right now. When did you decide that you were going to commit to telesales? Honestly, I don't even think I have committed to it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I, I probably do 100% telesales and 10% field. I don't even know and I say mean. 110% because I, I do get local leads, <sighs> and sometimes I, I just run those on Saturdays. That's like But saying. Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm straight telesales. Uh, probably, I would say 100% of the time. So that's commitment. So when did you decide that you were going to move focus to telesales? How long ago was that? Uh, it's got to be probably about eight or nine months at this point. Okay. Um, really, you know, because of lead flow locally and because how many more people I could help being over the phone. Um, flexibility with my time, being able to flex my time big time where I can, you know, not necessarily work all day long on dialing or, or taking live transfers, but I can help out the team all day and then flex my time and just sacrifice my sleep at night and work at night. That's amazing. Now, you committed, you know, eight, nine months ago. Um, do you remember having the selfless live dial and you were in and out of multiple live dials? Yeah, yeah, we had the we had the selfless live dial uh, going because uh, different reasons, but I think it was more comfort comfort level. It's kind of like my WhatsApp chat or my Telegram. Mm -hmm. It's like a space where everybody could just talk freely or whatever, and that's kind of what the Zoom was. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of dropped it overnight. I think it was a discussion that we all had, and I was like, "Why am I separating the two? Let me just drop it and move forward." And um, slowly, I mean, you see on our on our on the Zoom now, there's probably like eight to ten guys every single day that are on there, 
And uh, that's only going to grow because now they're seeing each other's success, the use of, you know, services and stuff with the, with the Zoom. It's easier. Yeah. What is that streamline? What was that streamline to, to um, serve the people? Like, why was that important? And then why is it, what is it that it's making it successful for you guys? Yeah. I mean, besides the, you know, the, the entry level, like when you have a new agent that's waiting, waiting for contracting for them to hear other top producers, basically doing, um, you know, doing a one call close or doing live transfers and hearing the word tracks that kind of sinks into their mind early on before they even know, or they, before they've even gone into boot camp. So usually I have new agents kind of, log in and put their self as just listening at work or you know don't have to put their face or i'm at work or whatever because they're just listening they're really literally just listening to the words but then once they get going whether they're doing one call closes um or calling out or or live transfers then the leverage that you have to have the you know the on support genies you know the underwriters is key for me because there's no way in the world I could handle all these underwriting questions or, you know, Slack or whatever. But the genies have been my selling point. Huh. I go in there and use them. And if you're doing telesales, don't text me. Get on Zoom and use it. Right. That's fantastic. But you're also now scaling through this. I mean, I see you posting like every 12 minutes numbers of you or, or your agents and like what's happening you know number one you're looking to grow an agency number two you are growing an agency how's that feel to have the sales to start popping a little bit like ping like 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 a ping pong machine yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool like i you know i'll, I'll text uh I'll text Steve or something like, hey, dude, we're popping today. And then he'll be like, what? And then he'll look at it because he's in the field. And I go like 11, 12. He's like, how many today? I'm like 14, 15. We just keep hitting them. <laughs> um, but I definitely like, with building an agency, it, it's tough, to, like truly to build and sell. Um, I think though, you you know, when we're looking at this as a business, like you have to sell enough insurance to, you know, um, to have capital. And then once you have capital, do you, do you then, you know, kind of leverage that capital and say, you know, have recruiters and different things to do stuff for you? Or do you have, you know, training people to help train your agents? Or do you, who knows it like best because you sold insurance, do you do it? And then you leverage your time and, you know, you leverage some of that capital that you have to kind of leverage the time. So, um, you know, early part of this year, you know, I, I as I start off every year, I'm going to try to pop off, you know, personal production, you know, kind of January through July and then see where I am in terms of team support and all of that. And if I need to uh, scale back a little, that's cool. I got some capital and I'll scale back some. And then I'll just kind of go from there. No doubt. Now, as a personal producer doing telesales, what are you doing to secure first off what are you doing for leads um i'm doing everything so some weeks i i change it up probably every week but consistently i do two days a week of live transfers um because i think that gives me an easy 15 to 20 contacts with people on the phone so i usually do those tuesdays and fridays are usually my days that i kind of block off um 
I used to do some companies that would do some preset appointments and different things, but the no the show ratio wasn't that great. Um, there was still volume, but not the greatest. Um, but I buy a lot of leads from everywhere, from ILC to you know all these different lead vendors. It just it kind of depends on what's on sale and you know how much time I have to dial. Because like realistically, I still don't have a lot of time on Thursdays to dial. Like I only had you know, a couple hours in the morning and then maybe a couple hours in the evening. The rest of the day is pretty jammed up. So if I were dialing for appointments or dialing for one call closes, let's say if I were dialing for appointments, I wouldn't be able to fill my day Friday. So I do live call transfers. Got it. Are you more doing one call closes or are you more doing appointments? It, it depends. Like if, if someone's all about it right now, we'll do the one call close. Uh, but if they're if they're saying like you know I can't talk now or you know get back to me sure I'll schedule tomorrow at five o'clock but the next you know five or ten people that all say they they can't talk now they're all getting five o'clock the next day so I triple stack quadruple stack them all for five o'clock and then you know if, if I call one and they don't answer I call the next one it, it's because you don't want to necessarily fill your your schedule with fake appointments right. You know, but if one picks up, I'll text all the rest saying, hey, I'm, I'm stuck with a client. Let's push it in an hour. And they'll respond back like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. Or can we do this tomorrow? <clears throat> so we'll push it or whatever. But I usually at least put booked appointments at least four or five on one time slot. Wow. That's a really cool uh, uh, strategy there. Now. Talk to me a little bit about your conversation or your elevator. How are you getting to through to the client um, via the telesale? And how are you nailing down a, a high close ratio? Uh, I mean, I think it starts really just from the beginning. Um, I've heard a lot of different scripts and a lot of different people say, you know, building credibility and, you know, all that. Um Honestly, I, I don't even give my NPN number or anything anymore. I just kind of, I bring down the sale pressure real early <laughs> where I just say like, um, you know, I'm not a salesperson. I'm just trying to help you get qualified. You know, hope you understand like we're not, you don't really have to make a true decision right now, but what we got to do is figure out what you can get qualified for and what fits your budget. Like it makes sense. Like I'm not going to be that pushy guy. If you want that guy, let me know. I'll, I'll have somebody call you. Huh. And they're like, no, no, no. I don't want the pushy guy. All right, cool. Let's figure out what we can get you qualified for. <laughs> so I do say I'm a broker. I'm licensed with a bunch of different carriers. Um, but I don't want you to feel any sales pressure. Okay, got it. And then, yeah, sometimes people talk to me about everything, like very friendly. And then I'm always like, I just kind of talk about it a little bit. Like if they talk about their daughter as beneficiary, I always say like, oh, cool. I have two daughters too. They're young. Oh, your, your daughters are like in your thirties. Okay, cool. You want to take my daughters for the week? You know, they're 10 and 11. Hmm. And that's the exact, the extent of my small talk. Like the rest of it is like, all right, cool. Let's get into your medical. Let's go through things. Let's figure out what you can get. Got it. And how long is a typical call if you're going to be closing? Um, if I, if I go straight through like a couple carriers, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes, um, it depends on the health, you know, if they're, 
like a guaranteed issue product type client, it's pretty matter of fact at the same, in the same regard. So I'm just kind of jumping into it and saying, this is kind of what you can get. And this is it. Like there's nothing else. So you don't need to call anybody else. You don't need to keep calling into the you know call center number or anything like that. This is what you're going to get. Like, that's it. So let's put in the application. So those can take like 15 minutes, but. I love it. And then how are you handling live transfers? They come in. What exactly are you saying off the bat? <laughs> yeah, no, literally off the off the bat. That's kind of what I say on both of them. It's it's almost the exact same thing. But I say like, you know, like, hey, Mark, you know, this is Tier. Um, and sometimes I use Terry on the phone. But I say, um, you know, first off, I have your information here is this, and your date of birth is this. I got your address here that pulled up in the system. Uh, let me first explain how this kind of works. It's um, it's a very simple process and it's not that complicated, but um, first off, you don't have to feel any pressure in this conversation. My job is to simply see what you can qualify for, what fits your budget, it makes sense. Um, makes sense for you and your lifestyle. Does that make sense to you? And they're like, yeah, it makes sense. All right, cool. So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions about your health and we're gonna jump into that a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit about your financials. It's not so much for me to know what you your budget is. It's more so for you to know what your budget is. Mm. It's for you to start thinking about how much money you can spend. So then I kind of pivot over to the uh, financial inventory sheet and look at the you know the top section. I'm kind of digging into their finances a little bit. I used to dig like deep, you know, mortgage, bills, this that takes way too long on the phone. So now I'm just like, how much money do you have coming in? How much money do you have going out? How much money are you saving monthly? Okay, I'm saving $300 a month. Okay, cool. So if you were saving $300 a month, what if we could get you something for, you know, three different tiers of a plan, like 150, 75, you know, 65? Could we find somewhere in there of your savings money to get you a policy? Yeah, that'll work. All right, cool. Let's figure it out. So let me, let me then ask you all the medical questions. Mm, that's a nice one. Just because on the phone, on the phone, Mark, if you ask somebody like, okay, how much do you pay for your direct TV? How much do you pay for your <laughs> AT&T? How much do you pay? Like you could be there forever, but, you know, like, and in the home, I used to write it down and I, I would actually have them all printed out on the back of the, the back of my financial inventory sheet. It was like a two-sided financial and then all the all the possible bills so i could just write it in but over the phone i used to do the same thing but then i was like man this is this is like 15 minutes just on this um huh. more people didn't know so when they didn't know then that created more doubt in their mind as to if they were able to afford it because they didn't know their bills but if you say like you know how much are you saving like oh i try to save 100 a month all right cool now, how much, how much money do you have in your savings? You're like a 65 year old guy. How many, how much do you have in your savings? Oh, I have like $1,200. It's like, okay. So you and I both can agree. Like you don't save well. <laughs> Cause you've been working for 40 years and you have $1,200. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's just that. it. Yeah. So we find the budget, we find the reality. And then I always reference back, you know, on my script, which I still kind of look at from time to time as like a safety net. But um, on my script, I'm always referencing the beneficiary. I'm always referencing um, the importance of protecting the beneficiary. So if there's any objections later on, I just throw it right back at them. Makes perfect sense. When it comes to your convention and the, your ability to kind of 
really try to make a stride coming out of convention. What were some of your big takeaways from annual convention? I mean, for some of my builders or up and coming builders, it was really seeing the vision, seeing it, you know, how it goes, it all starts the personal production and kind of how it can take off from there. Um, seeing that, you know, the leads and the way different teams maximize by just having more of it. Um, so like we came out of convention is like, Hey, this week, everybody's got to, if you want to win, you got to drop five grand. And I had like 15 people on board. I'm like, all right, cool. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And this is why. And those are all the people that wrote, you know, you know, eight to nine families this week. And they'll do the same next week. Cause now they saw it, you know, even if they just doubled up, they're still doubling up and they're brand new. So, mm. um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was, you know, a little bit of that. I really like the, um, you know, not to be cheesy, but I like your, I like your presentation on everything. Kind of, it hits the soul. It kind of hits, um, hits the like the the amount of passion and everything that you have in this business and how it's helped so many people is you know inspiring. So I that really hit. And then uh, I like the guys who talked about uh, simple solutions AMS because mm-hmm. that's um, a whole separate side of you know selfless and um, where we're kind of going with a lot of a team that I have that's, you know, only doing annuities and IULs, that whole market, and they're building a team just based on that. So we have a couple, you know, different, different sort of things going on. And um, yeah, it was, there was points of the convention that were, that really hit. And I just kind of wrote those down and put them in my chats. um, So everybody who even wasn't there couldn't make sure they sink it in, or we had a call about it on Sunday night, kind of recap. Absolutely. Now, you have agents that were there, and obviously they're taking things from it. As an agency builder who's looking to explode, you know, who was your favorite speaker at convention? Um, and I, I, I mean, I kind of go, we, as a team, we've been focusing on IULs and expanding all the clients that we've been helping. So we were really focused on the AMS piece of it. Nice. We all took away a lot from that because we also realized how much we were leaving on the table by not digging into that. So we all took that away. Uh, we liked the passion of Jacko um, and, you know, the warm market recruiting of, uh, of uh, uh, Mark Trulio. Um, you know, we going through his, you know, just understanding all of that. Um, and it really, it really connected with, mm. I want to say a good, probably a good, like eight to That's 10 strong, people bro. that I had there that are, yeah, man. I mean, it connect, it hit them That's and every, strong. you know, every night of convention we had a, um, I don't want to say we had a recap, but we basically had like a recap on the, on our chats. Like this is what happened. This was going great. on. How are we going to change it? How are we going to move forward? You know, everybody was in charge of sharing their notes and everything and what they got out of it. So it was, uh, it's a true, it was a true business con- convention, a convention yeah. where, you know, it's a business event. Yeah. We're in there at a party. So <laughs> now that's great, man. And honestly, FFL selfless. I mean, you have the perfect name, you know, that represents you, you know, you're, you're just always there to help always there with a hand. I mean, the way you run your team, 
you know, you're very hands-on, but you're helping people. Like, you're not coddling, you're not babying, you're helping them. And you're empowering them. Honestly, and I love what you're saying about, you know, 8 to 10 cat getting hit or catching them because you need 8 to 10 to catch them, to be caught. Because it's time for you to expand, bro, and, and you have everything you need to mentor, train, and help grow people. It's just yeah. having people. So yeah. the war market recruiting from Mark Terrell, I mean, he's so natural at it. There's no reason you and your guys can't be natural at it. There's no reason that you guys can't reach out to people you know and talk to them about our opportunity. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, I think from a, a few um, war market blitzes ago, um, I were real aggressive with my team to make sure, like, hey, like the people we could trust or, or the people we know are probably our best uh, business partners in this world. So let's focus on sharing that. So we've been doing those reach outs, you know, usually 20 to 25 people a week per agent, the agents who aren't comfortable with it, we do it. Um, but the legs, the legs are about to grow pretty quickly <laughs> on the team. And um, just some things we've been putting in place and stuff. It's, it's all kind of, it's all coming together. I love it. Probably going to pop, you know, so I'm just patient. What I, what I do love about our team is we're consistent, mm. like consistent every single month. We do good business. We're, um, the people that work, work and they try and they care. Um, yeah, I do support them, but I also don't enable them. You know, like to like kind of suck my time either. Cause I don't have any barely. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I, I run by this, the, the time clock of, you know, no white space. Um, so usually on my calendar, there's no space at all, um, where things are double, triple booked. So I just try to get everybody to fall in line with that same sort of mentality. Keep yourself so busy that you're not overthinking a chargeback or what happened with this agent. Like, stay busy and go on to the next one. I love it, man. You're going to crush it. And I think, you know, the reason we had to get you on here because I'm watching you. I'm, wa I'm watching it. I'm watching. I'm seeing it. I, I can sense, <laughs> you know, I can sense a, a soda can that's been shaken up. And uh, that's what FFL Selfless looks like, a soda can that's been shaken up that's getting ready to open and explode on someone's hands. So I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate your ability to pour in to people. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next 60 days is, you know, looks like for you guys, because <laughs> man, you put, honestly, you put in the work, you know, you mastered yeah. a, a process, you made some corrections or changes for the positive and now, mm -hmm. and then you, you, you promoted convention and now you're going to start reaping the benefit of putting in the work, making some changes and getting people to convention, which is, that's amazing. And that multiplication is about to happen, my friend. Oh, yeah. No, and it, it is totally true about uh, what they say, you know, getting people to convention. Because I probably had about, like, 45 or 50 from my team there. Mm. And it was solid. Like, 
you know, I, you know there was, that was solid. And they brought friends and yep. they brought unlicensed mm -hmm. and they were sending unlicensed people to yeah. me mm -hmm. wearing my rubber ducky shirt. People were rolling mm -hmm. up on me and they were like, hey, you're Tier? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, who are you? And they're like, oh, this guy sent me to you, told me you're wearing a rubber ducky shirt. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, what's up? And we <laughs> recruited people on the spot, you yeah, know? That's um, so like, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a way to kind of, you know, come to convention and then, you know, pop off afterwards, you definitely learn a lot and see the big picture of everything. I love it, man. You got a lot of momentum. Let's ride this thing. You're helping a lot of people. Appreciate you jumping on me, man. God bless. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Tier. Take care, everybody. Keep listening. We love you. Thank you for sharing.